We're back. We're back. Back together. Black Storm for footy. Halen. Hey, bitch. Got him again. Nah, mate. I think that's three weeks in a row. It's all that time. Three in a row now, mate. What are you going to do about that? Nah, that's alright. And just first off, thanks for watching, listening, wherever you are. YouTube, Spotify, get around it, Facebook. How's TikTok going? I don't know, I'm posting anything. We should make a TikTok right now while we're on stream. How's that sound? Sounds like plenty to me. Well, I'll get that going in a second. Fantastic. Um, do you want to start with two things? Because I'm still yet to decide right. what I'm going to talk about from the Geelong game. Well, I'm not going to talk about Geelong, so that makes it easy. There you go. My two things. We'll start with Garden. Quite simply, there's a lot of things I can talk about, a lot of things I feel like I'm getting repetitive on, so I'm going with something different. It's just, where is the goal? 10 goals 18. Where are they? What are we doing? I've seen a terrible article earlier today. It's not for TikTok. <laughs> seen a terrible article earlier today about how Carlton are struggling to score. We had 28 shots. We're not struggling to score. We're struggling to kick accurately. That won't happen again, but that just caught me eye. Didn't like it. Needs to be fixed up. Now, now I'm on the point. Spent a large Saturday watching a lot of football on the couch. Great end of the Essendon game. Adelaide were plucky. The Saturday, the thing I caught jumped down. So my second thing is just Isaac Rankin. In a game where there was fumbling and it looked like, you know, you got the Dewey Gold Coast night. He was just clean every time he went near it. Bit of Jimmy Bartel to him. <sighs> Jimmy Bartel had nothing on some of the freakish forward line magic he maneuvered. But a bit of Jimmy Bartel about how he handled the wet, the stick, the Jew, whatever you want to call it. And kicked one of the goals of the year. Yeah, he's gone. Was unreal. No hands required for that one. Then me two points. Gabe, I'll over to you. That you posted. Gabe, I'll start with the other thing. Shall I start with Geelong? I've got it written down here. I may as well use this one. After 250 games, Duncan is still the same old Duncan. Slaving away in the background, doing his thing. What did he get drafted for? An elite ball user. An elite ball user once again. Some ridiculous 89, 90% efficiency again with 30 possessions. Does what he does best. He's just been Mr. Consistent over all them years. No, that's fair. And I think I, I think, I think, I know I've said this before, I'm going to say it again because it is just annoying me. Average teams, not great teams, no one has shown me anything near enough at the moment. That's fair, that's fair. They made the tears very hard this week, but. I've nutted it out. So what you got? No number one contender or no premiership contenders this week, I'm hoping. No, 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 we've got some favourites. Doesn't mean they're deserving, but I reflected on it and you, you've got to have a favourite because someone's going to win it. Well, let's jump straight into it. Alright, we're jumping in. Let's give them top five. That's after. Four. It was before the last one. Ah, uh, we mix it up here. Alright, mix it up. Jump straight into everyone's favourite segment. Mitch's Tears. Alright, starting from the bottom. Last week I've mentioned because mathematically, once they lose this week, they'll be unable to make the eight next week. Don's Hawks. Barely holding on. Crows Giants. And we'll compare that moment just to reflect and say that, boy, I was wrong on the Hawks. Went early. Yeah, went way too early. But they've got some nice pieces. And no good footy team, I reckon. They've got some nice pieces. They're building alright. I'll I just say one thing. I've got Mitch's girlfriend over there who's a Hawthorne supporter <laughs> laughing at me at the moment trying to give me the bird. She, she knows I'm right though. And rightfully so. They're showing a bit this year. Mitch Lewis looks like he could be a player for him. So yeah. we'll, we'll see how they keep building. We'll touch on that soon. Yeah. 
we start getting into the actual tiers. Broken it up a fair bit. So this is this is tier seven. We've got Port, the Sons, and the Dogs, with just the simple title of "It's Hard from Here." Yeah. If you're looking for it, I don't have it up there for you. I should have got you the graphic. But hard from here, Port, Sons, Dogs, can be too hard. I'd like to, if one of them is on a roll, there could be a chance. I like the Suns, I thought they played pretty well on the weekend, which is one to say did not win. But from where they are, pretty hard to get to where they've got to be. Um, one of two. So at this stage, one of these two can make the eight, not both. Because I don't see someone else dropping out. And that is. That's the time of someone's faster. Uh, one of two. So that is. Spawn Saints, only one of the two will make the eight. I can't see them both squeezing in. Because for them to both squeeze in, teams above will want to be squeezed out, and I don't see the teams above being squeezed out. Yep. So, good, not great. This is tier number five. Good, not great. Freo and the Tigers. They're good, they're not great. Yep. Both have things that I love about them, both have things that make me think they can't win. And I'm sticking by Freo and win the final. Been hot on that all year. Next tier up, tier number four. Easy run home, but I'm not buying into them. But they're going to win enough games that they're going to have to be in the conversation, that's Collingwood. Yeah. Nick Gregor came out and said he doesn't see anything wrong with their team. No error at all. Jordan Ngoi just played the worst game of his life. Darcy Wolf had an injury scare. Your key Ruckman's out injury. Injury scare? Why did he stub his toe or something? Well, he did, didn't he? Yeah. He, got, he, he cried like he was gone for the year, but... Yeah, stretched no damage. Yep. You would nearly miss a few weeks from embarrassment, wouldn't you? Oh, I was hearing how Collingwood managed to get up in a great win despite the injury adversity. And all years... Like a minute to go. Yeah, it was two minutes to go and all years is a bit sore. That's alright. I digress. They're missing Brady Grundy. I don't think they have a key target that is a genuine star. They have people like Brody Myers-Jack, who's good for a couple of goals here and there. You've got Jack Inman, who has the star power, but he's not going to persuade a final at this stage, I don't believe. Or, at least, multiple, because you have to win multiple to a play. So I don't think they're going to win it. Next one up, tier number three. Hanging tough. It's the Blues. They've just been hanging tough for the last month. Going to continue hanging tough. Hopefully we're going to see some players coming back. On the weekend, it hurts to lose the game, but you finished the one the week before against Freire that we weren't meant to. Yeah. Balance is out, hang tough, get some players back, we'll be in there. Contenders. Didn't know what else to call them because they came out and won by 40 points on the weekend, but I still don't believe them. I still don't buy into it. And that's the Lions. And then I've got co favourites because it's the favourite battle this week. The winner of this probably becomes the favourite to win the flag. Yeah. The D's are still heavily favoured on sports bet, but if the Cats come out and beat them, you're pretty getting pretty hard to argue that they start to lose to the good teams and maybe they would have set us off the draw. So my co-favourites are the D's and the Cats. Easy. Blues sitting on the third tier will start to creep up. And as we close out the year, the tiers will start to get more and more interesting because it will become less about who's making finals and more about who can do what damage in finals as we start to cull some of these bottom teams and going to focus on those who are actually going to impact September. That's my tiers, and that's everyone's favourite segment. Thoughts before we do. And you want to argue? Happy with it? Of course you're happy with it. It's the best segment in the league. And then they are exactly right. Don't really have a problem with it, to be honest. 
Brisbane, yeah. Brisbane probably never could have been down to they got embarrassed by Melbourne. Yeah, they did, but they managed to skim over the week we missed and yeah. bounce back and win convincingly yeah. at home. I want to see them do something away. I was going to make a big song and dance about that this week, but they're playing at home again. So, yeah. need them to lift, but they did what they need to do on the weekend. Okay. Over to you. Australian. Okay, let's go at it. You got, from your yeah, full back line, Tom Stewart. <laughs> Shaky. Yeah, you just jumped in after each play. Good luck. Continue your thoughts. I will. It's easier than doing it at the end. Keeps yeah. the pressure. Shaky, how many weeks can you survive? Without playing, I'm far. I see looking at his spot is sad, but I still feel Stewart is about at least two to three good games ahead of Doherty at the moment. Yeah, that's fair. And then you got Stephen May at full back, Sam Doherty at the back pocket. Yep. You got Sinclair playing good footy. Apparently got ten votes on the weekend. I wouldn't have thought he was the best player, but anyway. Uh, Weatering. Yep. Sicily. Yep. That's a, that's a pretty nice back six. Um, with that, yeah, obviously Saad playing very, very good football. I'm very hard on Saad. I think he wasted, not wasted, but runs himself into trouble where he needs to use it better. But he's been using it very well the last couple of weeks. One of the best kicks in the league, which we love to see. Um, my question, do you have any potential key tolls coming in to replace her? Stephen Mayhew has missed a couple here and there and might not perform to the best of his abilities, but clearly holds Melbourne together. Or a Jacob Wiedering who... Yeah. Well, has missed the month, but still. Sam Taylor's on the bench. Other than that, it's probably nearly. It's no one else is at that level. Yeah. And then it goes probably down to nearly Coney after that. Yeah, no, no. I still reckon Coney makes the squad. I don't reckon he makes the team, though. Yeah, I reckon Sam Collins will have to start coming close to making that squad come the end of the year. Yeah. I he's playing pretty good footy. Yeah. And I reckon Sam Taylor will be lucky to make it the way he's going. Don't think, yeah. Sam Taylor's his last week. Well said, move on. Um, Langdon and McCoggage on the wings. Langdon was fantastic on the wagon, absolutely fantastic. Yeah, McCoggage has been playing really well. Hmm. Crips in the guts. Yep, Chet. Gonna have to start lifting. He wants to make it off Australian. Good coaches votes on the weekend, had 30 something touches. Don't know what more you want. Coaches vote, he's got one coaches vote. Coaches vote? He's coaches vote. Okay, and the flank. I was go at uh, three tolls and three smiles. Yep. They can sit anywhere. Three tolls. Charlie Kerno, Jeremy Cameron, Tom Hawkins. Yep. What more can I say? No, that's fair. Uh, Stengel is in this week. Yep. And that means the other two small forwards, Charlie Cameron and Charbon, as well as him. Yep. Yep. And Ruck one, Wits has come in to Ruck. Gorn was playing patchy footy and he's just been out too long now. Yep, that's fair. Neil and Oliver. Yep. And then bench you got Sam Taylor, Sam Walsh, Andy Brayshaw, and Christopher Charter. Interesting. And that means Zach Bailey is out of the team, Gorn yep. is out of the team, Walsh has come to bench, and yeah, so a bit out of Nice. Um, Sam Walsh playing very good football. <laughs> yeah. As you see, he's actually, just a bit of Sam Walsh here for you since we're on the train. He's actually up to fourth in the league in disposals. And yet he missed the first two. Missed the first two? Mm. We only missed the first one. We only missed the first one, but either way. He's up there. He's third in the league in um, disposals per game. Yeah. Yeah. I don't 
So from that, the more you're on the top five, yes. you actually need to tell each other how oh, you know mine, I don't know yours, but yeah, yeah. mine's huge. You can tell me. Just give me a second. I'm just gonna quickly have a look at. You're gonna fact check me on Sam Walsh. Sam Walsh second game at 34 possessions. Yeah, tell you this one. Yeah, I like how we've done that though. Like although we've been down on key defenders, we've managed to float all the midfielders through. We've seen a couple of weeks here and there. All right, do you want me to go first? Yeah, you can go first. All right, it's time for top five. All right, top five. What we need for the rest of the year. Yeah. Yeah. No particular order, but this is what these are five things that we need as a community who love the footy. These are the things we need. Do you want to have a crack at any of the five, or do you want me to give you one or two first so you can get a feel for them? Yeah, give me the fourth and fifth ones. All right, they're in no particular order. No particular order. But number five, we need Eric Hipwood to get off. We need that to be acceptable in the circumstance of the dogs player steps in front of him he trying effectively trying to use the umpire as the shield to force Hipwood up over and down around rather than making Hipwood cut straight through. As a result Hipwood creates creates the contact but the contact was initiated by the dogs player stepping in his line. Protects his own line. I've got no issue with it. Yep. He needs to get off. Needs to be able to do that. So much niggling goes on these days. So many yappy players you can't punch because you can't do it and it's wrong. You can't be then being able to use the umpire to force a player around. And that's exactly what he's trying to do and it's backfired because he's copped a bump when he didn't expect it. Yep. Number four. To admit that I was right that the dogs aren't good enough to make finals. And we need to admit that I was good, I was correct again that Freo and not good enough to win a final. Then I'll see with the final. Doesn't really matter. You're one call away from having to do all the sources. That's everything. okay. Those my friend, that Freo calls me my biggest call all year, and I'll stand by it. They barely got over the line against Port Adelaide on the weekend. They lost to Carlton the week before. What are they showing you at the moment that says they're a top four team? Struggling along. Struggling along. Yeah. They, conveniently, their defense has dropped off from number one in the league from the first 10 rounds to round number 10 or 11 in the last couple of weeks. Does that coincide with Nate Fife coming back in the team? Could do, actually. It's been dropped off a few weeks before he came back, but yeah, coincidence maybe, but they've got to lift, they've got to do something, they've got to show me. The first 10 weeks they had the brand that was, we are defense, and I said, all right, they're the team that has defense, they can win a flag like that. Melbourne came out in the first 10 weeks and they were kicking 120 points a game, and you're like, they have offense, they can win a flag with that. Yeah. They need to show me again why they can win it. Carlton have the two big monsters up forward. There's enough there to say Carlton could do something like that. Geelong have the absolute jets up forward. You've got a nice rebounding track line. You can say Geelong will win it and they'll win it this way. I need, I need to see how free are we going to win it if they're going to win it. Yep, too easy. That's, my, that's number four and five? Yeah, just tell me the rest. Yeah, you got no idea? We need a genuine shootout for the Coleman. One goal separates it. Jeremy Cameron took the lead on the weekend. Yeah. We've got six weeks to go. I'd like some media of a hype about this. Yeah. Let's see it build, you know. Is it going to come down to whoever plays the game last? Who plays the last game of the home away season? I hope it does. I hope it builds and I hope next week, not this weekend coming, the weekend after against each other. They put on a show against each other. And I hope it becomes a constant battle of, oh, he's up by one. Oh, now he's down by two. And it goes into the final week and someone goes out and kicks five and sets them a target of six to win it. And then someone actually genuinely tries to go out and win it in round 23. I think we need it. Because towards the end of the year, it's going to be exciting to watch the ladder unfold. 
there's going to be some dud games around where you're going to yeah. have good teams playing bad teams and you need something to go for in it. Sure, we'll have West Coast last round too. And there you go. You're going to need something out of that. Yeah. And you'd love to think it comes down to like the last game of the season, two players playing, one sets target, one chases it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Number two, we need a Collingwood-Carlton final. I think I might project it actually. The way it's planned now, Collingwood have a pretty easy draw. Carlton are going to get some players back. One of those two teams is going to finish around that 4, 5, 6 mark and the other one shouldn't be far below. So say one finishes at 4, 5, 6, the other one throw a projected 5, 6, 7. Might not be the first week of the finals. Could be a second week matchup if one finishes fourth, the other one finishes in the bottom. Four as in finishes 5 and 6, has a win, one has a loss. That would be phenomenal. Yeah, it would be much must-watch TV. Absolutely. Jack Ginnivan at one end, Charlie Fern out the other. 80,000, 90,000 people at the MCG. You'll be there. Absolutely. Number two. That was number two, sorry. Yeah. Number one. We need the D's versus the Cats to be a good game. Yeah. We had number one versus two a couple of weeks ago, and it was a poo show. One team got a bath. I don't want that. I want a game. I want a Geelong Cats kind of game versus the Tigers. That was an unreal game. I want them to have the Geelong pressure Again, like how they did against Tigers, I want the battle. I want the demons to come out and fight, and I want to see. I want to walk away. As you said, we don't have someone who is a genuine contender, who is the out and out. These teams are great. Yeah. I want to see these two teams come out, and so we're both great, or yeah. I'm great because. Yeah. No problem with that They're the five things we need to see for the rest of the year. Yep. That's me top five. Over to you. Easy. My top five players ready to explode. Explode? Explode. Okay, honourable mention to Caleb Sarong. Yep, I think he, I think you missed the boat there. I think he's exploding. Yeah, that's why I put him in as honourable mention. Gee, we're good. Half exploding at the moment, but at the same time, I feel like it's still a lot more explosion that could happen. Oh, can I actually have a pen? Can I actually put a sixth thing in one? Yeah. We need a public vote, so we need people to decide whether or not we're going to embrace it or hate it. The decision needs to be made. On the phrase, so wrong, so right. Because it's either we need to everyone get on board it, or I'm, I need to hear the end of it. Because every time he kicks a good goal, it's, oh, so wrong, but it's so right. I need a verdict on whether it's in or whether it's out. That's oh, what we need. I love it. So wrong. So right. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I, I love it too, but I need it to either be a cult figure kind of name, or let's, let's leave it what it is. Alright, I'll let you continue. Number five, Mitch Lewis. Yep. Who I think can really explode in the next couple of years. That will depend on the ball use coming forward and yeah. his opportunities, whether he's going to start with them or not. Yep. Number four, Isaac Claner. Who I think can be a, he's a great user off the back flank. I feel like he has intercepting potential. So I feel like he reminds me of a lot of other players in the league, and it's part of the reason that Saad frustrates me. But Saad's been stepping it up a bit. And I I watched the game, and it really frustrates me because Dacos for Collingwood's in the same boat as Quain or They're both great intercepts and rebounding and running and creating, but neither one of them defends. Yeah. So if he's... You're saying he's ready to explode. If he was about to explode and he was going to play me, like my team, yeah. I would simply clear out and isolate him in one-on-one situations, yeah. make him defend. Yeah. 
when's Collingwood going to be put into one-on-one one situations? Great question. Won't be the next four weeks. Yeah. Um, I've got a two people at number three mm. from buy because they both have the exact same surname, Sam and Tom McGoney. I'll put yeah. them at three because they've got a lot of potential, but mm. are they going to explode? Are they going to lift their game astronomically? Um, I think Sam's had an easier path yeah. than Tom. So not getting consistent games for three years on the list is pretty easy. No, I mean, he's had a consistent run at it this year where you are going to play as a second or a third key call. He's assembled into the number one, but that was never the plan. In some weeks he's the two, some weeks he's the one, some weeks he's the three, depends on who's in the team yeah. and who he's match up on. But he's had it easier in the sense of coming into a Geelong defensive structure, which is pretty good structure. I've been able to play the same sort of role each week as where Tom is a big, big young boy who we've always seen it. People in front of the ball take longer to develop than people behind the ball. Yeah. And people in the ruck generally don't peak until 26. He was primed to have a year this year. We moved on Levi. He was primed to have a year up forward as a backup ruckman who could pinch, like, pinch it in the ruck a little bit and kick some goals. We've seen his grabs around the ground. He loves to launch for the footy. He's limited at the moment because he has to do 85% of the ruck work because of Pitnet being out. So I think he's closer to exploding because as Pitnet comes back, he goes back into more of a backup ruck role and you see him become a genuine third tall option for Carlton. Or there is the option of, if we did have Pitnet, can Tom go behind the ball? Yeah. There's more you can tinker with there and see what he's going to become. Yeah. Fair. Mind you, to this point, and Sam has exploded further. Yeah. Sam's had a very nice year. Um, Connor Rosie at two. Playing brilliant for you at the moment. He's one that's almost yeah. nearly exploding as well. But I think he still has that little bit more. He's shown us that he can do a front of goals. I'd like to see him do that more at goals. And then I reckon that's exploding. No. That's fair. Um, for me, it's I want to see it week in, week out. Yeah. Because you can say he's about to explode, but he was the same draft class as Sam Walsh. And Sam Walsh consistently gives you yeah 30 and even pinching a goal here and there. I'll just finish this. Go for it. Yeah, and at number one, Isaac Franken. Yeah, mate. <laughs> couldn't couldn't agree more. Watched him on the weekend. Get him to the Blues. Get him to get him. I don't want to pry away from the Gold Coast because he's a great player for them, and I hope he stays there for their future. But for the media circus that he'd create with some of the things he does, yeah. get him to a Victorian club. He needs that media hype. He is. He has that potential to be a genuine star. I sat there on the weekend watching the TV just every time I went here just saying the words silk because he is just silk. Yep, fair enough. Oh, I like your list. That's good. Yep. Um, one thing before you go press that. Yep. Um, a couple of weeks ago we were talking about Brody S players, one of them being Tanner Bruin. All the media is on him at the moment. Yep, no. Just like to say we actually polled that. So Ahead of the game, we know what we're talking about. Yeah, exactly. We've got the goss. We yeah. know what's going on. Yeah, inside source. That's it. Sorry. All right. We're back. We're back. Um, having a look at the AFL ladder, who's scoring the most points at the moment. So most points scored at the moment in the league is Brisbane. Clap trap bullies, we know this. Yep. Richmond. Yep. Doggies. They're a sieve, so it doesn't matter. 
Cats. You just scored 400 points against North Melbourne, yep. Uh, Sydney, that's also another 66 point bounce. Okay, Sydney being there surprises me. Yep. Dees. Yep. Carlton. Yeah, so if you look at that and you were to tell me how many points more do you think Melbourne scored than Carlton this year and you were to tell me 10, I'd be pretty happy. Yeah. Um, look down on this phrase a long way down. So is that that probably screams, oh, we don't have scoring potential a little bit? Yeah, they're 11th. Yep. Historically, only eight teams make the eight, and if you're not in the top eight of a category, you're probably worried. Yep. Okay, we'll go points against now. Okay. Least points scored against him. Dees. I'm sorry. I, I double clicked mine, so I went to most. Oh, hang on. Hang on. I'll just go away. Yeah. Yep, so Dees, yep. Yep. Freo. Yep, that's their culture. Yep. Cats. Yep. And you got a fairly big break before you go to Port Adelaide. Again, the Cats just played North Melbourne where they didn't score, so let's not, let's not get too excited. But yep, continue. Yeah, but they haven't versed them every week. Yeah, but if you take out that last game, yeah. you're aligned with Port Adelaide, St Kilda and all of that a bit more. Yeah. And then you got St Kilda. So Port Adelaide, it's just, Port Adelaide and St Kilda, it's just shown that they have low scoring games. Yes. More than anything. So, yeah. Um... Uh, Sydney. Yep. Carlton. Uh, yep. Yeah. Then you got Brisbane all the way up in the contending spot, and so is Richmond and Collingwood. That shows me that their defences aren't that good. So, can I just have a little, little cheeky plug here then? So, where were we in back? We go back to the offence. Back to the old points four. Carlton was sitting pretty in seventh. If you have the points against, Carlton are also seventh. Yeah. That's a balance. Seven and seven. Now you might be like saying that's well that shows you that you're limit you're the seventh best team. We've had no key defenders available for the last six weeks, and yet we are sitting seventh in defence. I'm pretty happy with that. Um having a look at percentage, Carlton's one is one that scares me. So you look at percentages and that's what could come down to being in the eight or not towards the end and where your placement might be. It's going to be very close. So you've got high percentages on Melbourne Geelong that are both nearly 10 clear of yep. next being Brisbane. And Brisbane were in front of you before the weekend. Yep. <laughs> Still doesn't matter. No, I know, I'm just saying. Like, you've had a very good week being Geelong. Uh, Freo, 123, and then you start going down and you've got... Teams that are going to be squealing for spots, you've got Richmond that have a good percentage, they could be trying to creep into the eight. Yep. That percentage might help. Same as Sydney with 117 as well. Yeah. That could help going towards. Doggies with 115. Worry about it, they're not making it. You never know, they could go on a streak and they've got a percentage that if they do go on a streak, that's going to boost up to the 120 mark. They lose this week, they're two games out of the eight, they're done. You got Carlton, who's on 112, and that's when it starts to be like getting a little bit scary there. Yeah. That percentage. It does. We've got West Coast this week. Keep coming down with St Kilda and Collingwood with 108, 106, and that's when it's like, oh, you have to be games clear to make it more than anything. See, but if you're Collingwood, I don't think you're, you're sitting in 11 percentage wise. I don't think you're stressed with that though, because if you're Collingwood, you're looking at it going, 
we've got four pretty convincing wins the next four weeks. Yeah. In theory, they might drop a couple of games, but if I'm Collingwood, deep down you think you're going to win those four, and you'd like to think in those four wins that you've tended to go from 106 to 117. Yep. That equates to winning by... They're playing six on the trot, maybe, percentage is still that. Yeah. They've only lost five games, and their percentage is just over 100. Yeah. yeah. Um, have a look at win streaks. you got Geelong and Collingwood, who are both on six on the trot. You got Melbourne after losing three, have now won two on the trot, and then after, and then you go down to your furthest. You got North Melbourne lost thirteen, Hawthorne have lost five on the trot, yep, and Gold Coast have lost two on the trot. Other than that, it's all just win one or lose two. Yeah. So you got twelve teams that have won or lost one in a row. Yep, so I'm looking at that going either side of Carlton on the ladder is teams that have won six in a row. I'd love to look at Geelong, which ideally you do by percentage. Thank you. That is the, the mystery phantom here. Um, Gelly drink on. <laughs> Nothing wrong with Dan Gelly on here. Yeah. Um, but you look at it, so you go to Longhu, yes, their percentage is clear, but they're a team that's just above Carlton on wins, but they've won six in a row. You look at Collingwood, who are now equal with us on wins, and they've won six in a row. Historically, teams don't win ten in a row. Yeah. So, you think someone might drop a game here or there. Yeah. And, yeah, I agree with that. Law of averages, after lose at some stage. Hmm. Okay. You want to just talk about some stuff that you had to talk to me about. Well, I can talk to you about some stuff I had to talk to you about. Yeah. Pretty nice segue there you've got, Mr. Yeah, so, Mr. Super, Man. Uh, actually, we'll quickly run through some things. Some housekeeping. Super coach. No, we'll do that after this. Okay. okay. If you're throwing them out, let me, let me have me moment. Okay. All right. As you're all aware, we didn't put an episode out last week because we didn't have time with Mr. Universe over here gallivanting here in the country and me being way too bloody busy, unfortunately. But we're back. And we're in person, which is bigger and better than ever. I came back on Monday too, so I had plenty of time for him. Yeah, I didn't have time. Yeah. But someone had a big weekend down at the footy. He went to four games, and now I just want to review a few things out of those games now, those teams. Is that what I'm after? Yeah, that's good. All right, first game he went to was Brisbane and Melbourne two weeks ago. Yep. So again, these are all two weeks ago, not on the weekend, just gone. But give it insight into the teams as a whole, because we're not just here to give... Week by week stuff, we're here to give overviews on who we think is going to win the flag and where the year is going. So, Brisbane and Melbourne. Alright. How was the ball speed? Ball speed was good. It was very good, fast-paced game of footy. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah, it was just good. It looked... Being there in person, it didn't seem like it was 60-70 point blowout. I'll yeah. say that. It right. did seem, if you haven't shown me the score around the game, around the ground, it seemed quite even to me. Yeah, so did it feel, and that's that leads from speed of the game into cleanliness. Was there a team that was clearly cleaner below the knees, above the heads, or was it. Oh, obviously, Demons were cleaner, but I wasn't, again, didn't feel like they were 60, 70 points cleaner. Yeah, so would you feel flat like that? So obviously, you felt like they were pretty good. 
But even now, you're still pretty critical that we don't have a favourite. So obviously, that you weren't. No, that being, being favourites, I was sitting there, and that was the one thing I could majorly draw on was Deezer back. Yeah. I think I messaged you after the game. Yep, you did. Deezer's got their swagger back. You did. That leaves me to say, does that mean you think that Brisbane don't have that? Oh. Did that show you they can't win a flag, or would they scoreboard didn't reflect it, and you think they can still be competing? I've said it from the start of the year, and I'm going to say it again. I don't think Brisbane has what it takes. What do they need? They just, I don't know what it is they need. I think they need a few more classier players. They need a few more guns. They got Lucky Neal, they got Joe Danaher, they got Charlie Cameron. Yep. Outside of that, I don't really look at anyone and say, you're a star. Harris Andrews was talked about like that two years ago. No, nah, he's going to nothing. Kitty Coleman's one that I could have nearly put on the closest yeah. voting. He would be, if I was. Choose the most unrated player in the league, I reckon he would be the vote, Kitty Cohen. Yeah, I would be surprised if he gets dropped in four weeks, though. Very inconsistent. Needs to break it. Needs some. Needs someone to stay with him and persist with him. Yeah. Um, We'll come back to Brisbane in a second, actually. Got a hot take on that. So, star power, then. You've commented on it. So, you're saying Brisbane, you went away thinking Brisbane have three, maybe four stars. Yeah. They have a lot of stars. Oh. I don't know what it is. McCluggy is a star as well, but I don't know. They just got in the midfield. They got Lockie Neal. I just don't feel like they got anyone else in there. Yeah, but they. If you're watching it, you, can, you don't even have to. I can go to a game of footy and go, "Gee whiz, I know that bloke's meant to be really good, but he doesn't kick any goals. He doesn't look really good on that day." Yeah, Jared Lyons didn't do much. Dan Zorko, I don't really rate his football. But they're, they're just both of those two though. They're worker bees. Yeah. They're not polish. They need polish. Um, Melbourne though, how they look star wise? Did they look star started? Did it look just effortless in class? You you said it to me before that you thought Luke Jackson looked good. He looked real good at the ground. His movement was great. Yeah, he didn't win the rough taps that much, but he's working on the ground and to kick that goal in the last quarter, he just looked good at the ground. He looked good. I'll take that because I, yeah, I don't think he was that good and I, I don't think he deserves the hype that he gets. I think if he's a backup ruckman on the team, he wouldn't be. It's just because they've won a flag and they've up and about. It's pretty easy to come in and learn off the best ruckman in the game. Yeah. He, I don't think he won, didn't win the hit out, so I don't know in what world I'm watching the game, but my my general opinion was that the ruckman's job was to hit the ball to his teammates. Yeah. That's the first thing they have to do. Like, yeah, running around the ground's great, but if you're not impacting that contest, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But yeah, he did look good at the game. Oh, that's all right. Yeah. Um, so then, my question, just a quick little one about that last, this game, and then we'll move on to the next game. So, you've said that you don't know what Brisbane are lacking. An unpopular opinion. Definitely going to be an unpopular one here. Do they need a coaching change? Because I'm yes. not having a crack at Fags, but I'm you right. see it overseas. You see it in American sports all the time. A coach will build a team up from nothing, but they can't get them over the hurdle. Do they need someone to come in with just a little freshen up to give them a couple yeah. of different things that will just see them go to that next little gear? Yeah, I don't know. It is because if you can't fix something yeah. on the field that needs to change, maybe that's what it is. It's this Brisbane fan saying it's long historically can't do it in finals, but I think this September is a big one for Brisbane. So if they finish top four and then go sweep, it's yeah, a lot has to change. Yeah, a lot has to change. I don't think they will go sweep because I reckon they'll finish potentially top two. And if they finish top two, you get a home final. I don't see them losing up there. Yeah, but. Historically, they have done that, so who knows? Depends on the matchup. Alright, next game. 
dogs and the hawks. We've just had one of the powerhouses. Now we've got two teams that are outside looking in. One that's coming into the season. This season's been a disaster. They were meant to be playing finals. The Hawks were hoping for more improvement than they got. Yeah. But they have shown patches. They just haven't been able to do it for four games. Yeah. Five game losing three coats. Yeah. So, same question. How was the speed in that game? Fast. Fast. Was it controlled though, or was it chaos ball? Big chaos ball. There are stages, I felt. Yeah. Yeah. Dead. Yeah. So moving it for the sake of moving it rather than actually being moving for purpose. Yeah. yeah. Cleanliness. Not very. Just mark both teams or yeah. mark one team? I don't know, I felt like there was a lot of kicking it and not really kicking it with too much purpose. Yep. Just kicking it and hoping for the best kind of thing. Fair. So then, out of those two teams, who is closer to competing for a flag? I still reckon that's not, um, Doggies. I reckon Doggies' one big problem is that they've got too many me players. Yep. I want to attack. You need more players that are going to defend. They've got way too many players that are happy to sit there and knock up possession. You put the muzzle on someone. Who are you talking? Who's the me player? Come on. Actual. Good call. Tom Rattore. Ooh, I see him as a very hard-working man. Yes, but he doesn't defend. Okay. Interesting. Um, Hawks? What are they going to do? I don't know what it is with the Hawks. I... Is it just that yeah, you've got ever-burning fire yeah. in your gut that says punch them, or...? Yes, but I just... I look around the ground, and there's all this young talent. I just don't see that much young talent from them. Yeah. I just... You've got all these players, oh, they're going to be stars, and I look at them like the Josh Woods and the kind of guys, and I'm like, they just look like average footballers. They just... They don't show me anything exciting. They just feel like role players. Yeah. The one, the one thing that excited me from Hawthorne was Mitch Lewis. Yep. He looked good. He looked really good. He looked dangerous. <laughs> he looked like the one player that could just take it away and it's going to be damaging. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, that's fair. But again, I think disclaimer needs to be said here that we're not AFL footballers. And being just an average role player in an average team, he's still about hell of a lot more talent than either of us have. Yeah. That being said, we're here to critique what we see. Yeah. And I completely agree when I watched them play, back in round four, that there was bits and pieces that excited me, but there was players, and those two exactly, like they're players who you watch each week, and they're meant to be those ones coming through, like the younger ones. Like, Will Day, going to be a great footballer. You've got James Sicily killing it. Yeah. That's the thing, you, they say, oh, they're such a good young team, but it's still the two players that are always there doing the, all the good things are James Sicily and Luke Bruce. Yeah. Other than that, no one has a consistency on that team. Yeah, So, and you look at it, and there is people like CJ, who has something about him. I love CJ, far out he's got side, he's a star. Yep. He just runs and just doesn't use the ball well. Multiple times that game, me, the couple of mates I went with, none of us are dogs of Hawthorne supporters, and we were just sitting there, and one of the other mates loves it, we just like, just get rid of the CJ. Yeah. That, that's what just the, get rid of the ball. But that's my issue with Saad, and it's taken him a long time to work it out. And he still has patch where he muddles himself up. He's, 
often people like that, actually a lot of people in the AFL, your greatest strength can become a weakness. So if you run, you can run and carry yourself into trouble. If you think your greatest strength is your kicking, you can be trying things that you shouldn't be trying. Just do the simple well. Yeah. And that's the thing with Hawthorne. Like, yes, he shows that spark, but at times you just want him to do the simple. Yeah. Number of stars for each team. Number of stars. Yep. Genuine look at the game and go, he looks like a star of the game. Whether it's now, could be in five years, you look at it and go, I can see why he was a star a couple of years ago. Doggies, they have that many stars around the ground, but yet the one person that really stood out, Bont still looks like every time he touches the ball, he looks dangerous. He has that, Yep. but the one player that I was really looking at from Doggies, it's like, oh, you're on the tanks, you might need to send someone to him. It was Bailey Dale. He looks good. He plays good. Yeah, but that's what you don't pick up on the screen. So yeah. That's what I want to see. Yeah. That's what I, that's the reason these questions. Well, and I've got more about certain players to come. So, next game. Geelong. One of the games of the year. Yeah. Geelong Richmond. Thoughts? Overview. Give it to me. What jumped out straight away before I go through what I've got? What? Great game of footy. 60,000 people were G on a Saturday afternoon to watch a game that was really dull. Terrible result though, wasn't it? Brilliant result. Loved it. Jeez. So, someone might have been Snapchatting me Con- consistent messages all through the first half. Like, bang, 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 bang. And here I am, like, Jesus, just can't put my phone down. Gets to the second half. Could have heard the crickets. Got nothing from him. Getting nervous. Someone got big nervy on him. <laughs> got big nervous. I was just, yeah, I was just sitting there like, oh, nah. There was a lot from the first half that was just aggravating me because being in the Tigers crowd, I was in amongst Tigers. I just had to vent to someone about some of the things that yep. were pissing me off. Yep, and you couldn't vent to the sitting next to you because yep, you can't just, say it too loud. Yep, exactly right. No, I understand. So, speed of the game. Fast, fast. There was parts that were slow. Yep. Yeah, it was well-controlled football, but it was well-controlled football in the manner that could just go bang at any time. So yeah, out of the three, was it better ball movement? Obviously, it was better than the oh, it was game before. Better ball movement. Was it better than Brisbane and Melbourne? Yeah. That ball movement. Cleaner? Yeah, it was a great game for football to watch there. Melbourne Brisbane was also at the G, wasn't it? Yeah. So two at the G at this point, one at Eddie Sorry, Marvel. Alright. Out of Geelong and Richmond, any players that stood out for the right or wrong reasons? Someone you noticed or you thought would do the hard things that doesn't? Someone you didn't think would did? Things that made you went, wow, that player is a star. E.g. I that break on the weekend. You just seen him pick the ball up and you're like, yeah, something special. Stangle. What do you do? Give him the freedom to do whatever he wants. Give him the <laughs> license, say, yeah. Here's your driving license. You can drive the ball wherever you want around the ground. He just, yeah, look at it and just like, oh, just hand pass it. Oh no, I'll let him do what he wants. He can bounce around that person. All he needs to do is get that one step on someone, and he can do it so easily. That one step, and that's enough for him to get an open kick out to someone. Yeah, looks good. That I'll talk about the last play that was the Jack Henry goal. You got Tom Atkins, who again. Looked really good there as well. Mm. Great clearance. Bounce. Just had to get on the boot. 
and that's where it is when it's not long legs, it's Carol's fault. Yeah. At the end of the day, no one really has good ball use for not long legs. No, not at all. Yeah. Bounces in, out of nowhere comes Stengel. I could see it. I could see where he was coming from. Yeah. But I know a few people on TV couldn't see where he was no. coming from. They're like, whoa, what, where, where did he come from? But I could see any of run. I'm like, oh, here comes Stengel. I was down the other end, so I couldn't see how far out he was. Yep. And then Jack Henry, brilliant mark. You got yep. Jeremy Cameron coming back. You jumped too early. You got Nick Boston on, who's one of the best one-on-one defenders in the game. Yep. Yeah, pushed by him and taken the second grade. Brilliant. So something we were discussing earlier with that was, you know, up-and-coming brothers in the league. Henry Brown was pretty good. Yeah. Think you've got Dutton. Think Collingwood got the better one. Look, I said it for the draft that there was reports that Ollie was the better one. But then it comes back to the one thing that every footballer needs to know how to do is kick a football straight. Ollie can't really do that at the moment. So mm-hmm. I still think I would not be surprised if Ollie comes back to Geelong at some stage. Would not be surprised. It's fair. But yeah, um, Jack, a couple of years ago, was in Australian contention. Yes. So he's shown what he can do. He has missed a lot of footy, though. Yeah. Thanks, uh, people like remembering what's fresh. Yep. Have a quick little pause moment here where I just have a quick little look. Um, outside of, so from that game, I don't want to hear about Geelong. I want you to tell me about who the star players are for Richmond. Who caught your eye? Who are the superstars? Not not our superstar level super tier, but who are there? Like, there is. One name, and there's only one name. Yeah. Shy Bolton. He's got that it factor. Oh, he was scary. Every time he touched the ball, I was just like, wanted to put my jumper over my head so I couldn't see because I was too scared of what he was going to do with it. I feel and like... how he was going to damage us. I feel like we first had this conversation back near the very start of the year, and I said he was bums on seats. And I feel like you were a little hesitant, and then as the nah. year's going on, you've been nah, really... He, he was one that I was saying bum, bums on seats. That's, That's right, because he is ridiculously like would pay to watch he is really good from what I can gather I'm pretty sure I was saying that he was more bumps on seats and dusty and you went to, you were disagreeing with that I go back to the footage because I know I, I was big on shy yeah big on him yeah alright we'll move on yep Collingwood and GWS I don't know why you skipped going to the Carlton game but you did didn't have time it was yeah, that weird time slot. It was the weird time slot. We were only half football. Yeah. So that's great. No, that's completely understandable. And you would have to miss a half of Geelong's game because you wouldn't want to miss Carlton. Alright, Collingwood, GWS, how's the ball speed? Was it a mess? Yeah, it was a mess. It was a mess. Yeah, it looked like a mess on TV. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh. It just wasn't a great game of football. Let's be honest. That's fair. How was the ball speed, cleanliness? Uh, yeah, it just a little chaotic. Oh, obviously the whole crowd was Collingwood. Yep. And that's another thing I'm going to add from basically all the big oh, games. Yeah. Atmosphere breach. Atmosphere. Oh my God. It's, umpiring can, is completely different to what the crowd thinks it is. God, it depends. There's some games it's like there was nothing wrong with that call. Because yep. you got all the people in the crowd, Chan. I still saw heaps of thing, 
things after the game. I'll go back to the Geelong Richmond about yep. Rebolt's mark where Bacone got the free kick. Yep. That is a 9 out of 10 times free kick. Yep. That has been paid 9 out of 10 times and they're saying that that is a, one of the worst free kicks of all time. Down the other end, Coonan's forward, Tom Holton gets similar against him. From yep. where I was sitting, there was very, very close incident. Within 20 metres of incident, Cronin was physically grabbed out by the shirt and dragged to the ground off the play. Yep. It's freaky. At the end of the day, I had a few yep. Richmond mates say something. I'm just like, mate, watch the footage, then get back to me. If you want to agree after the footage, yep. don't, don't bother talking to me because you're too one-eyed yeah. to be able to see that that is obviously a free kick. Yep, no, that's fair. Yeah. Um, so anything at all jump out from the Collingwood Jitter West game? Not really. It was, it was just not a great game of footy. Collingwood fans just annoy me. Yeah, that, that's fair. GWS did not look good until the last quarter. Yeah, until they turned it on for five minutes, but they've done that yeah. too few and far between this year. But one thing I will say about them, and it amazes me, I don't know if there's a league-wide ban on it, don't know if it's part of that. You know, your buddy, Mr. Dangerfield, I don't know if he's incorporated this into part of the AFL Players Association bylaws. But I want to ask a serious question. And I don't know the answer to it. Are you allowed to tackle Scott Bendelbury? Because every time he gets the ball, he seemingly can do a 360 on the same spot. And in the time that he's slowly gandered around the space has just opened up for him he, the, the timing he has is a joy to watch because the game seriously just slows Yeah, it just pauses and you see moments in time just slow down and he's like he's going to go here and no one's going to be there and he's just slow and steady across nothing and back and there and it's just so gracious I would love to see someone nailing the tackle at the game, it didn't look like that. It didn't look like he had all the time in the world. It was weird. I've been one that has always been, oh, he's got way too much time. But yeah, he just, he, I don't know, he, he hasn't had a good month last month. He hasn't done much at all for me. Yeah. He's been, he's been under pressure for mine. It looks like he's been under pressure yep. from where I've been standing. And yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it is his last year because he's really slowing up at the moment. Flurry on. I reckon he's got one more, but I wouldn't be surprised. He's got another two years before he's eligible for the Geelong invitation, isn't he? So, he's got a couple more to go. Now, then that, that's me. Out of the four games, what was the best atmosphere and what was the worst? Geelong Richmond, best atmosphere. Yep. 60,000 packed stadium and a good game, everyone was up. Worst atmosphere, Collingwood. It was. No, no one from JWS was there. Yep. Like many mates, the only ones cheering on JWS. Yeah, but you've got to look at that. You've gone to one v two at the time, and it was yeah, it was biased atmosphere as well. It's like some of the things you're like, oh, I don't know why you're even squealing about this. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you look at the game yeah. you went to one v two at the time, two Victorian teams, yeah. there with in the Dogs Hawks, a good top eight contention with Geelong and Tigers. And then you've gone to Collingwood, who are on a streak, versus an interstate team struggling. And Collingwood notoriously just us, us, us. So I can understand how that was the worst without even going to the game. Yeah. That's all I've got to ask you about. Easy. We'll take a quick break, and we'll be back in a sec. 
Okay, I've done the predictions. So I've done ceiling, floor, and projection for each team. Yep. Okay, we'll just get straight into it. Ceiling. And yeah, jump in if you have any questions. Oh, I will. No, you worry about that. I'll race you if they're terrible. Ceiling for Melbourne, grand final. Not Premier. I don't have a Premier, I'm just grand final. Okay. Yeah. So I've gone to what stage they mm -hmm. get to. Mm -hmm. It's their big stage. Floor, I think their floor is Premier. So you don't. So effectively? I think they make Premier. Which is effectively saying that. They are going to finish top four. Even if they have a bad run, they're finishing yep. top four. You're saying they're going to win at least one final. Yeah. I, I can't argue that. Yeah. And then I go exact same thing for Geelong. Grand final ceiling, floor is prelim. Floor is not prelim. Floor is semi, but I, I, I think, yeah, I'll go floor semi. I'll go floor Because semi. as much as you hate to admit it, and I've got to keep you in check like you keep me in check, there is a possibility yeah. that you do finish fifth or sixth. As unlikely as it is. Yes, but it, it is still... Yeah. A, a floor is not, yeah, shit, we had a good couple of weeks and this is my floor. It's worst case scenario. Yeah, I reckon floor is yeah. semi. Brisbane, ceiling's grand final, floor is semi. Yeah, because they they're in too good of a spot not to make top four. But they are a very good chance of hitting their floor. Yeah. Ceiling for Freo, I still feel it's going to fine. I, I don't. I still think they have rotations to go bang. I don't know what it is about them, but I still think they have the ability me, to go bang. What it is is I like reliable yeah. forwards. That's yeah. my thing. I love them. Then you got someone like Mason Cox. Yep. I'm not saying thing I'm, I'm not saying that they're not as in they don't have players who couldn't tear it. I'm all about all about the kind of bandwagon three weeks ago before everyone else jumped on. I'm just pumping the brakes because everyone else is getting a bit too ahead of ourselves. And so Collingwood and Freo are the same. This is ceiling. Yeah. Not that, that 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 is completely okay. For me, I look at it and go, who can I rely on? Best case scenario, they're not making the grand final. Yeah. And that is, a, for, for me, I don't think they're good enough regardless of best case. Yeah. Okay, Carlton, you're not going to like this. I've got their ceiling. Hang on. Yeah, you only had Freo's ceiling, you can the rest. Oh, floor, you're going to love this. Elimination loss is their floor. Yeah. Realistically, I still think they also have the switch to go bang. No, we're not good enough. They could get an unlucky matchup week one and get pumped. Yep. And that's why I've got a lot of. Well, not really a lot, but um, and then Carlton, my ceiling is prelim. Hang on, did you miss you miss projection? No, I'm going projection at the end. Oh, okay, sorry, yeah. sorry. Yep, continue. Carlton, I've got their ceiling on prelim. I love Carlton. But I see, their their ceiling is higher than Freo's ceiling because they have the ability to go bang. On the weekend, we played terribly. We had twenty eight shots at goal. When was the last time Freo had twenty eight shots at goal in a fortnight? I just feel that that's fine yeah we'll, we'll revisit this in two weeks time yeah, and we'll you don't have to shortcut but it's not going to change how I feel maybe projection but ceiling and floor isn't going to change <laughs> finals is a different game no one in Carlton's played finals well a couple of people but no one is there anyone? <laughs> no <laughs> Zach Williams the better question would be the people is there anyone who's played Carlton 
sorry, play finals for Carlton. Exactly. I don't, I think you come out, my projection is that you don't make the four. Put it that way. Does that mean you've got to win two in a row? Yep. I still think we'll make the four. Yep. You can think that. Yeah, that's yeah, what, that's, that's, okay. that's, that's what, that's what that's I'm talking. You said it was allowed to yeah. discuss, I'm discussing. But I think their floor is elimination locks. Yep. Absolutely. That, I, that's still making bond, that's still a win yeah. for us as yeah. a year. Yeah. That's not a waste. Yeah. And then I'll go the next three I'll bunch together, because they've got the exact same thing. Collingwood, Richmond, Sydney. Collingwood, Richmond, Sydney. Their ceiling is a prelim. Collingwood, Richmond, Sydney. Their ceilings are prelim. Yeah. Absolute most. I don't think they can make grand final, but I think... Sorry, I've got to just have a look at this. You're telling me one of the two teams that I have potentially not making the eight, yeah. best case scenario is they win two finals. Yep. So I'm going to pause you here for a second. Who are the two teams... That the Swans can beat that are in the eight come final time. They've beaten Geelong. They're not going to play Geelong. Geelong have been in top four going by you. Yeah. Who are they going to match up with week one and week two that they're going to be able to beat? I think they can beat anyone. I think sitting at their best are good enough to beat. Okay, okay, sorry. Yes, it is. Sorry, again, it's a, it's a ceiling, not a projection. Sorry, continue. Alright, yep. Yep. Yeah, pass that. No, I don't agree with it, but yep. That's their absolute ceiling. Their four is they miss. My ceiling's kicking 20 goals next week. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't hit one all season. Their, their four is they miss. Then I'll go... They miss the finals. Yep. All four of them. Individually. No, I mean, like, I, I wasn't being a smart ass, but are you saying each of those four teams could miss the finals? Not all of them together, but... No, no, I'm saying like, individually is the ceiling for each of those four teams missing the finals. Four? Four is yes, they miss finals. So you're saying that Collingwood can miss the finals? They have a half last three games, they lose all of them, they lose one of the next four, they miss finals. Yep, and who are the other ones? Richmond. Richmond. Yep. Pretty easily to miss. Yep. Sydney, pretty easy to miss. Yep. That was three. Yep. And that's all I have for that. Why they have four? I don't know where you're getting that. That's okay, that's good. Continue on. You got St Kilda and Doggies. Ceiling is a semi. That's absolute ceiling. Yep. Does it mean I think they're going to do that? No. Their four is a miss. Yep. I'm Definitely. not going to talk about the last two because I've got a miss for everything. I don't know why I'm put them. Who are the last two? Gold Coast and four. I've got a miss as ceiling for. I don't know. No, don't worry. Your ceilings are people making prelims. Their, their ceiling is a fucking elimination final. If they get on a run, mathematically, they're not that out of it. Yeah. If either of those two get on a run, they can theoretically make an elimination yeah. final. I don't think If they, they do, they're going to get pumped when they get there. Yeah. Okay. All right. Projections. My projections. This is a good segment from you. This is high quality stuff. Get in the comments about it. Let us know your thoughts. Okay. My grand final is going to be Juwan Melbourne. Is my projection. Yep. Okay, I disagree. It's the two, it's two favourites for the thing. There's nothing out of the ordinary. Yep. I both think both of them have the finals experience. They can do it. My prelims, I've got 
Brisbane and Freo in my prelims, as much as you disagree with it. I don't think either of them will be there. Yeah. In fifth place, actually I'll say something before I do this, this came down to the last game. They win this, they come fifth. If they lose, they miss the eight altogether. So it's very close. Sydney, I've got squeezing in fifth. Making a semi. Yep. Doesn't mean they come fifth. It means they could come sixth. It means they could come seventh. Yep. Yep. Um, in sixth, with a semi, I've got Carlton. Yep. And in seventh, I've got Collingwood. They're going to lose all elimination final. Yep. In eighth, just by percentage, I've got Richmond. They're going to lose. In ninth, I've got Doggies, just by percentage. They miss. And St. Kilda in tenth. Yep. So. Alright. Yes. Ladder. After round 23. We've clearly made it from Arvin back in that time. Who's finishing top of the ladder? Melbourne. Second? Geelong. Third? Brisbane. Fourth? Freire. Fifth? Sydney. Sixth? Carlton. Seventh? Collingwood. Eighth? Richmond. Percentage. Depends on the percentage. No, I want to ask you to just throw it out there. So, Richmond or Zoo, is the only team? Doggies. Dogs are not well. You did say bloody. Didn't you just have dogs as. Oh, no, it's the only semi. Never mind. Sorry. Anyway, so that's your eight. Alright, let's do it. So, by your theory, Sydney or Richmond? Sydney. I still think Sydney are better than Richmond. They've shown me before, they're going to show me again. Did I not have that exact same take a month ago? That you thought Richmond would beat Sydney? Oh, wait around. Didn't I think Sydney would beat Richmond? No. Because I... Because you were saying I would have gone against it and I wouldn't have gone Sydney over Richmond. Alright. Richmond so Sydney. you're saying that from that game, Sydney prevails? Yep. Alright. So, Alright, I'm going to draw this up. So, Melbourne and Frio. No. Yeah, that's a buy. Melbourne, through to a prelim. Geelong, Brisbane, at the MCG. Because it won't be a GMHBA. Yeah, <laughs> that doesn't matter. As bad as Geelong are at G, yep. Brisbane are even worse. Geelong. Alright. So that puts the cats there. Alright. Carlton Collingwood. Carlton. Now, is it the loser of one and four plays the winner of five and six? Sorry, five and eight. Would you like me to go to my ladder predictor? Please, just I don't need to. I don't need you to be telling me who's playing who. I just need to know who pops through to where. So yeah, there you go. On your ladder predictor, throw yeah, in. So I've just been stuffing around with it. I haven't put in any rounds. So it's yeah. So that's right. I just, I just need to see. So you got. Okay, so it's one and five. That's all I needed. Alright, so from that, you're telling me we're going to have these matchups in week two. 
All right, ready? Way two matchups. Fremantle and Sydney. Freo. So does that mean Sydney didn't make a prelim? Well, considering all that being down projection as a semi. Okay. Mate, I, I haven't made any mistakes here. Gee, that makes I it... I think you're getting a bit tired. Oh, it, it, it's convenient. It's just convenient. Oh, it's okay. It's very convenient. I like what you've done. It's smart. Alright. Brisbane and Carlton. Brisbane. Alright. So it's very convenient how these are the prelims. Now, you just tell me, unbiased, which prelim is going to be a harder game to win. Melbourne Brisbane. Melbourne or Brisbane? Yeah. Or the other one of Geelong versus Fremantle. Exactly. That's <laughs> <laughs> just how it's going to pan out. Oh, right? yeah, convenient. Yeah, it's Geelong, September. It's going to be their last chance. They're going to get the easy run. Footy gods will be The easy, easy run. You're going to play Brisbane, who are hopeless come final time, and Fremantle, who I don't think how to win a final. Alright, so then Melbourne, Brisbane. But that's... That's what finals is. It can happen like that. Oh, I know. That's what I'm saying. Melbourne, Brisbane. Melbourne. And then, obviously, you're going to have the Cats. Being like, Freo wins that one. Freo win. No. Alright. We'll refer back to that in a few weeks' time. I like that. That's good. I might do mine next week. Not the ceilings, because that's a lot of hard work you put into that. That's your thing. I want, I want to see that. Not as a rolling segment, but every I want to check back in on that in two weeks' time. Yeah, we'll have some adjustments, but I like this. Of we'll chuck in some projections to what we think, because realistically that could all happen. Well, do you want to just now? We'll pause this. We'll do our own lab, put it together, and we'll come back on and we'll talk about it. Sounds good. Can't wait to not have Freo in a final. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and we're back. We're back. We just played around with our projections, and what can we say? Carlton made the grand final somehow. Surprise, surprise. But we both agree on one thing that it's going to be bloody close. Yeah, so again, we've given it an overview now with seven weeks to go. And we'll give it every two weeks up until the end of the year. The picture will come together each week, which will be fantastic. Obviously, join us for the ride of that. But over to Hayden. Okay, I'm going to give you a blind play comparison. Whew. This is going to be good because I am nicely unbiased and I like a statistic. What would you like to go to statistics or CV first? CV. CV. Both are six times all six time all Australians. Okay. Player A is a three time BNF. Player B is a five time BNF. Okay. Player A has two hundred and ten Brownlow votes. Player B has two hundred and thirteen Brownlow votes. Mm-hmm. Player A's best place was second by one vote. Player B was fourth by nine votes. They lost to winner. Okay, so yep. Yep. Player so, A. So neither of them won a brown though. No, exactly. Spots. Player A is a rising star. Mm-hmm. Like one rising star award. Okay. Player B won a Norm Smith. Oh. You both won those. Would you like to know how many premierships of each one? Yeah, sure. Player A has won three. Player B has won one. Yep. Okay, now it's statistics. Both kick half a goal a game on average. These are averages. Player A has 5.1 tackles. Player B is 4.8. Yep. Player A has 24.7. 
I have Bayes 26.1. sways it into which career would you choose is the premierships. The statistics you, you can argue either way who's a better player. Neither says which is a better player because the premiership is just a team award. Then I'm one that says premierships is a team award. You're one that argues premierships and championships can be individualised. Yes. I, I argue that premierships and that championships can add to a legacy and make you want to choose something, but the greatness shines through regardless of what their team was able to achieve. Given they've had some level of team success, like Player B's actually won at least a grand final, and well, they, Player B was a Norm Smith. Yep. Player A was not a Norm Smith. Player um, B was a Norm Smith in a draw. Player B was a Norm Smith. In a draw. But they were a Norm Smith in a grand final. Yeah. Um, how many grand finals has Player A lost? Two. They both lost two each. So, player A's been there five times. Compared to three times. Compared to four. Incredible draw. Played in the final. But, so you're saying, so one's played five, won three, versus played four, lost two. Drew one. Won one, one, drew one, yeah. In those five opportunities, player A was never the best player on the ground. Yes, playing some extraordinary teams. Back to my argument, you're thinking you're helping me that they're just a team award, they don't tell the whole story. And I didn't do this for the purpose you know, I have of comparing who is better. Oh, I'm not. My argument was that we need to stop thinking of premierships as, a, as an individual thing. Mm. So this is what when we argue things about who's a great player in lots of sports, yes. thing, it's mix and match. Everyone's, oh, we want to make this bloke we'll argue his premierships. Oh, this bloke, we don't want him to be better one, we will just say his premierships mean for nothing. Yeah. Happens in everything. I completely agree. Can you give me contested disposals? 11.3 for player A, 10.6 for player B. So that's, I'm surprised how high player B's is. Yeah, so I'm 
Um, can you give me tackles? 5.1 to 4.8. Again, not I'm actually surprised how close that is. Clearances are the final one I want. 5.2 to 4.4. Again, I'm actually surprised. So player one's obviously Joel Salwood, and yeah. player two's obviously Scott Pendlebury. Yep. Yeah. Um, based on that, I'd, if I had to pick career, I'd pick player one because I'd want the three championships or grand finals. Yeah. But if you're if you're arguing who is a better player at based on that alone, I'd, I'd say Pendlebury is because he achieved the North Smith in the grand final. But you can argue that either way because that is a very side by side comparison where that's not one where there's I feel a right answer and a wrong answer. As for your argument of um, grand finals and things like that being swayed of a debate, that's the ultimate thing with like the LeBron versus Jordan debate. Yeah. And for me, it's the eye test. Yeah. LeBron is better than Jordan. I don't. It's just ten large ones. My go. Yeah, that's fine. It's just fact. If you want to talk greatest player ever, you go LeBron. If you want to talk most dominant player ever, then we're going Shaq. No one was more dominant than Shaq. Yeah. Forty and twenty on the regular. AFL podcast, by the way. Just put it out there because we're talking about you. Talk, you start talking about rings and championships and things like that. So it has to be brought up about it. And we're not an AFL podcast. We're a football podcast. Just you wait bas- that's basketball. Just you wait, NFL season won't be far away and we'll be thriving all year round. So stay with us for the journey. Yep. What do you got, Halen? It's in your time. Looking uh, I don't I've got um Oh before we do, sorry. Yeah. Which career would you prefer? Career? Yep, career. Well, premierships. Yep. yep. Exactly. I'm not gonna ask you who's better. Yeah. Don't need to get into that. That is a very, very close one. Um, what did I have for it? I had um, Matthew Lloyd's top seven players on the verge of exploding. Matthew Lloyd does some good lists. I like it. And number one, he's got Tacconi of the Sam variety. Yep. And number two, he's got Connor Rosie. Mm-hmm. At three, he's got Luke Jackson. Don't see why. At four, he's going to get paid 800 grand a year and he's going to be terrible. At number four, he's got Tom Tacconi. Yep. At number five, he's got Todd Marshall. Yeah, I reckon he's George Yard. He's got more potential there. So do I. Number six is Nick Blakey. Yeah. Number seven he's is net. Isaac Rankin. Yeah. Very good. Um, with that, so potentially here, we've just been a banter back and forth with a few debates because you've opened it up now with the comparison. Um, so my question to you, Luke Jackson reportedly gone. Not going, gone. That's all but confirmed. Mm-hmm. Um, and if not, you heard it here first. But I'm not the first one to say it. It's all that. Yeah. Um, do you believe he's going to Freo or West Coast? I honestly don't know. I think it's... Because for that to happen, Sean Darcy has to come over with it, Victoria. No, because supposedly not. So that's my point. Uh, Sean Darcy's not going to come over. So... Not why would you acquire him? Because you can acquire whoever you want. My question is, why would you pay someone eight hundred grand a year to be a backup ruckman? Exactly. If he hasn't shown he can go forward and kick three, four, five, six goals, even just a one bag of four or five would be like, wow, he has that about him. He did do that one season. I don't know if he has. Continue talking. But like you've seen Melbourne each week, they're battling. 
Do we play Sam Wiedemann? Do we play Ben Brown? Do we play Tom McDonald? Who do we play? How has he not just taken that and gone, play me? I'll Jack Silvani. Let's just grab that he dog. Did kick four in one game. One game? How many games are three? No. Yeah. So how many games has he played? Uh how many years? He has played forty three. And he's kicked more than two goals once. Yeah. As a backup ruckman who plays forward. Okay. So same theory. And probably harshly because actually no, we can do this. Go have a look at Jack Silvani for me. Tell me how many games Jack Silvani's kicked three or more. And we'll work it out as a percentage. It has to be more than one in forty three. Jack Silvani played roughly 108 games, I'd say, for Carlton. So that means he needs two over, that's what you're saying. So if you kick three, you're going to be done three times done more. You're not paying Jack Silvani. He's done it in amazing. He's had five bags of three or more. How many bags of four or more? No. So he's done three five times? Yeah. In how many games? In 92. He wasn't done yet. So what's that? Five in ninety-two. That's shy of one in twenty. Bit over one in eighteen versus one in forty-three. Yeah. I'm just. I'm not against it. He's got potential. I'm all for that. I'm all for the young kids getting their money. But what I need to see is where are you playing him? Yeah. They've already got players like Rory Lobb and that who I can't trust or rely on. Is Rory Lobb gone? Is that how he's getting in there? Like. Is that the role he's going to play? Because you can't tell me you're going to play Rory Lobb, Tabernard, and Jackson as your three forwards. Yeah. And that's all of a sudden your magic fix. Mm-hmm. Could you take Sean Darcy over him as a ruckman any day? At least I do. Yeah. I think that's it. Why don't we finish with a walkle for a bit of fun? May as well. Be rude if we didn't. That's it. So, walkle of July 4th. Why don't we just start off with the man, Lou Jackson? Imagine it's him. Hey, speaking into existence. So we've hit on Victorian. He's number six. And we've hit on number six. Perfect. He's nearly 199 centimetres tall as well. Yeah, so who are your tall number sixes? Noted that there's no blue or red in his jumper. Yeah. So, go, who's Collingwood's number six? I think I know the answer. Who? Maybe he's not number six. Never mind. Continue. Who was it? I was going to go, is it Mitch Lewis, but he's number eight. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, Sicily. Sicily? <laughs> WW. www.sicily. Oh. So we've now hit on Key Defender and shares colours with Hawthorne. Who's Rich? Or is that, sorry? Yes, so it is Richmond, number six. Uh, are we looking at an age of over 27? I, I'm happy to say it's Robbie Darren. Or is he not at number six? Got it in three. That's how good we are. And we'll end that on our note of that for the night. Um, thank you all for watching. Quick. Oh, quick, quick preview. He's throwing me. Quick preview for NFL season. Quick preview, all right. Little, little well, NFL yeah. version. Gonna slip it in. Lead the way. Who's someone that you like? Oh, Lamar Jackson. 
We're grabbing the bottom. Oh boy. Okay, so he's a QB from the NFC. Yep. I think I'm going to go to Hayward. Why not? Go yours, go mine. Okay. NFC North. <laughs> no, he's not. No, sorry? He's NFC. He's NFC. NFC he's number 12. <laughs> Brady. The goat. That's annoying. That's three from three. Bang. That's the three. Yeah. Okay, that's it for now. Alright, we'll finish it there. Thank you all for watching. Find us on the YouTubes, Spotify, TikTok, Facebook. Like, subscribe, get around us, leave a comment, let us know what you think. Haynes is rolling all Australian. Surely got to be a hot discussion this week. Projections are in. Let us know what you think. Let us know your projections. And we'll catch you next week. See you all next time. Boof. Go Cats.